Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to the Year Is podcast, the podcast where every episode we travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the craziest things from that year. I am comedian Bobby Mara. This is my co-host, Red Richardson, who was just chastising our producer, Jody, for taking too long to set up. I just said we have the same setup every week, but for some reason we have to jiggle around in the beginning. Yeah, yo, it takes a while. Have you ever done anything technical for this podcast? I have never done anything technical. I, um... I bought the paint for the wall, <laughs> and I painted it. Oh. I, I seriously though, Red. Next week, me and Jody are going to sit in my living room and wait for you to set up the camera. No, we we'll, we'll we won't be able to sit very long because you'll be uh, cooled in here quickly. Yeah, to, because you've broken all the cameras <laughs> and you're crying on the ground. We're um, <laughs> we're going to Norwich tonight, aren't we, Bobby? Uh, yeah, we invited Jody. He doesn't want to come, so now we are. I bought him a cider to come, and he's not coming. Mm, well, that's fine. Yeah. I get it. Uh, we're not fun and annoying. Jody has a, people. a deviant sex life. Yeah, he needs to get up to what he's going to get up yeah. to. Cottaging. Are you excited to go to Norwich? Yeah, I can't wait. <clears throat> I haven't uh, been in ages. Yeah, it's, it's my I, I favorite can, place I can tell world. you were excited about it when you texted me saying, is it canceled tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, just, it's you're so just, sunny. You were just hoping. It's you're so just hoping sunny, it was canceled. Well, our wives are going to a festival. That's true. A day festival. Our successful mm. wives aren't yeah. working today. No, they're not. They, they, uh, they're they having a well-deserved rest. Rosie's like, yeah, I think we'll just have some ciders in the park. I thought... Hmm. You can drink some ciders. We can get you drunk in my car. <laughs> okay, you can drink ciders in my car if I'll you do want. Some DMT in your car. Okay, that's oh, that's a different. <laughs> that You're not, doing, I'm not watching you do DMT while I drive, just foaming from the mouth and being like, "I I saw my grandfather. He loves me actually. <laughs> yeah, he forgives me for that's what I was, we were talking about the other day. But when people do ayahuasca and then someone they've wronged, they meet that person in their trip and they apologize. I so I was listening to a podcast the other day. This guy, he wasn't very me- he wasn't very nice. This woman, he did ayahuasca, and he said they squared it on his trip. It's like that's not how stuff should work. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's like, amazing. Yeah, I bumped into this boy I killed, and he said, "Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was suicidal anyway." He, he actually saved me a trip to the bridge. <laughs> um, I but no, it's um. Sorry, I was going to say, because I was meant to come with you on Wednesday to, where was it again? Um, oh, South End. Yes. Which I thought I'd be able to double them, because I thought South End was by Margate. It's not. So what? I missed that. I was uh, sad to miss that. I went to Margate, and I bombed worse than I ever have in well, my life. I mean, I pretty much bombed in South End, so, because mm-hmm. I, tra- I thought I could open the show 
and just do the whole show. But me at the very beginning is not very appealing. They need kind of like um, they need the sponge to mop up the shit. Yeah, me. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's any shit. They just need someone to warm up, warm them up. I don't warm them up though. They just go. That's over. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're just happy to see you. By and the then time I come on the hero. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. me going on at the beginning, it just doesn't it. It doesn't work, we found out quite quickly, and then mm. I still had a, an hour left to do. And it was it was a tough story. So by you going to Margate to bomb, then what happened was I also bombed. If you would have came to Margate, you would have... Or no, if you mm. would have came to South End, you would have just bombed in South End. I would have, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I would have killed. Yeah, you would have done well. What was so good, though, is on the way back, I got... I went on Instagram, and I went on the Eras Pod Instagram account, and there was a message saying, Hey, uh, if you can inform Bobby that the gig wasn't as bad as he thought it was... <laughs> And that made me feel, I went, oh, God, at least he's had a shock as well. <laughs> but I, I bombed so hard, and then I had to wait to get a lift home from the headliner, well, the person who went on last. Um, and I went to the, they had no urinals, so I went to the loo, and I could hear them waiting for the loo, and I didn't want to go out because it's too awkward because they were trashing me. So I'm just sat in the loo, and they were like, oh, this guy's taking ages, da-da-da, and they were talk, talking about how shit I was. So I ran the tap so I couldn't hear them. <laughs> I could still hear them. I did the, the hand dryer and everything. It was awful. And then what did you do? Do you eventually have to open the door and look them in the yeah, eyes? Yeah, and they went, oh, here he is. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, not not good. I, I should have come to South End. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually thinking about it, maybe I didn't do that bad. You just bombed. Mm. No, it's the worst I've ever done. No, I think I the worst. I did, I did, I did. I, uh... What did you guys say? I like, I, like, I like jokes. <laughs> it was a tour show. They're all there for me. I just tried to like warm them mm. up with crowd work mm-hmm. and then go into the show. Mm-hmm. But the crowd work didn't work. And then I had just started on the wrong foot completely yeah, yeah, for yeah. my own show. Mm-hmm. They're there for me. Yeah. And then I've just made it awkward. Yeah, yeah. Because I've done stale crowd work off the top. And yeah, it was, it, it happened. It's, yeah, it's one of the worst feelings in the world, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this, Red, it is worse. After you've done five minutes, you think, oh, I'm not quite getting them. And you still have an hour and ten to go. That's horrible. Yeah. That's a lifetime. Yeah. Well, hopefully Norwich will be good. By the time this comes out, we will know. We'll either have had a great gig in Norwich and forgot all about this, because that's how Mm. comedy works. You forget about the shitty gig the second you have a good gig. Mm. Or we will both be really questioning everything. Mm -hmm. But we both Mm. have successful wives to fall back on. Yes, we do, which is good. At least yours isn't in comedy. That's a better bet. It's so good, yeah. Harriet's in comedy, so success is more fragile in comedy, but like... But she's doing very well, and she's likable and and talented, so she'll have a long career. Not with her energy on this podcast, I would say. (laughs) It wasn't very likable. She was horrific on this podcast. Yeah, she was... was (laughs) We have to actually, when you're here, we have to bring her back. We should sue her with um, Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille. Is that right, Mrs. Kemsley? <laughs> so, you said the podcast isn't historically accurate. That was defamation. Yeah, and then she insulted people saying, anyone who gets their information from this podcast is an idiot. Yes. And even though we've got people who are super geniuses listening yeah. to this podcast. Yeah, a new one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Spencer Strykart. Thank you very much, Spencer. Yes. Super genius. Yeah, no, it's good. They're a lot better than us, and we need to cling on to them for dear life. But I don't think we get enough credit. Mm. I think, in general, people don't get enough credit for marrying well. Yeah. Like, it is a... It's a skill to marry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. It definitely is. And I just... I sort of go... Because you hear about things breaking down. I'm like, in 10 years, I'll be 43. 
And then people get divorced at like 53. So it's like, what will I do, you know, if she decides, oh, wait, actually, this guy's a, an idiot. <laughs> I know. It's terrifying. And yeah, the sort of person you'd end up with. Because it's not great now. In 10 years, it'll be worse. 20 years, it'll be even worse. Imagine being single at 53, having been left. And you go, God, what sort of animal would I end up with? Just down the pub. Kissing someone by the fruit machine. Just bleak. <laughs> Disgusting. It's so bleak. I also, because when you get comfortable with someone, the thought of actually having to pretend that you're not meant, or, you know, you're, you're right, again, is just, also with comedy, we don't have to go into an office or meet anyone. So you just start, sit in your personality. You're like, yeah. <laughs> like you, <laughs> the just... thought of having to meet someone and just... Convince them for six months that you're not mental before dripping it all out <laughs> so slowly <laughs> is exhausting. Yeah. I don't know if you could do that. I don't now. think I could. I don't think I could. Who <laughs> did you date? How did you date women before Rosie? That's what I like. Rosie well. is just like a blanket that wraps herself around you no matter how you're doing. Yes. Yes. How did other women react to you? Not, <clears throat> not well. They couldn't um, couldn't handle the uh, the IQ. It's hard. It's hard dating someone with an IQ of 195. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a different <laughs> part of your delusion. But yeah. how, like, mm. were was it? Were they? Was it combative? Yeah, yeah. I like, don't mean just, like physically. Did no, you, no, did no, you no. hit? Them? No. Uh, look, there was one. No, um, no well, it was just sort of. But the thing is, when you're young, you sort of have just immature, toxic relationships. Yeah, so I just had horrible. Like, no, mm-hmm. none of my exes uh, like me. Yeah, I can't imagine you with anyone but Harriet. You know, sort of. I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do regularly. <laughs> no, I, I get all my I can imagine just being with someone who, like, uh, when I say, uh, like, when they, when I say something, they go, really? Wow, that'd be cool. Rather than just, oh, cool. It was funny when we got went to Thailand and we got in the, to the hotel, Rosie just stuck her head underwater and didn't come up for, like, 30 seconds. And she came up. I was like, you're right. And she's like, that was the first time I haven't had to hear your voice. There's <laughs> <laughs> like just some sort of peace underwater. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. When when he, listen, it's not that I don't love you, Red. It's just sometimes I prefer drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I was so mental on the because I was terrified of getting corona. Like I, she, I hand sanitized her hands when she was asleep because she'd gotten a drink from the like you know when they come past with the trolley. <laughs> She woke up and I was sanitizing her hands. <laughs> Fucking mental. But, uh, you know. What did she say? She's just like, what is wrong with you? I was so bad. I was just terrified. I didn't sleep for like 26 hours. And by the end of it, I was going mad. <laughs> you, well, yeah, I remember because we talked about this, but when you called me and you were like, hey, how are you? And I was like, this red went to Thailand and gone insane. <laughs> yeah. like, your tone of voice was just like, <laughs> and you're just like, how's it going with you? And I'm like, you're on your honeymoon. Why are you, why are we doing this right now? <laughs> I told you about the couple I met when, did I talk about that last week? We met this couple and the nice people, but they had a pool in their hotel. So we went and swam in it on the first night. And I said to the lady, where, uh, where can I, use, where's your toilet? She goes, I'll just piss in the corner. That's what I do. And we've been in there for 20 minutes. It's a tiny, it was like a bath-sized pool, like tiny, half the size of this room. <laughs> and it's like, I'd been like going around doing like bubbles, like, Boo, you know. <laughs> I woke up the next day and, and vomited. I was puking up bile. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting.
<laughs> just puking thinking about also like go piss. in the corner it's like you know how water works it's not like that's just gonna be piss in that corner <laughs> what a gross woman no she was yeah <sighs> quite the uh hmm. what was her husband saying um not much he was kind of like just, he was the one who said um the family said he looked like tom cruise um but he was kind of so he had he had kids from another relationship and she said this line, because the more drunk she got, she just kept repeating herself. And she was like, and his ex came up to me and said, he's changed since he's been with you. And I said, he hasn't changed, darling. He's become who he's meant to be. Yeah. And I was just like, you've said that mm. in the hairdressers mm. and the pub. Like, that's mm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great, great. Yeah, he's become who he's meant to be. Yeah. And they just started telling us about the kids, and um, she was like, the, the mother's just a tramp. And I was like, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking tramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The best thing is, though, whenever a guy will convince mm. the ex, like, or the new girlfriend, like, my mm. ex is terrible. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. Yeah. And then, like, five years later, the, the, current, the current woman is miserable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Because he re- and then that's when you realize, oh, the ex wasn't crazy. No, there's so many it's people like this that. Guy. Also, the new like new terminology is not new, but people it's become more mainstream. Like narcissist gaslighter. You always meet, I always meet these people. We know them who are like, oh, this person's a narcissistic psychopath. You know, they know all the lingo, and it's like, and then you sort of you go, actually wait. There's like ten people that you're accusing of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if you're calling everyone in your life a narcissistic psychopath, you're yeah. the narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Also, psychopath, narcissist is a fun label, especially in comedy. There's a lot of narcissists. Yeah, huge. <clears throat> but like psychopath, that should be reserved for like, I think you can only call like three people in your life as psychopaths, you know? Yeah, and they have to do something like, you know, fucking murder a dog in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just like not turn up to your birthday. Lot, then... I do. I can think of what, like, sometimes they're nonviolent. Like, I know one guy. And I do genuinely feel like if he saw me die, he would just be like, oh, Bobby's dead. Mm-hmm, Anyways. Mm-hmm. There's people like that. Like, he wouldn't mention it when he got home. There's loads of people like that in comedy. Loads of people. Um, it's funny in the Johnny Depp trial, because they're, like, both trying to get in these, like, Dr. Nick psychiatrists to come and say, like... <laughs> Dr. <"He's> a- <laughs> 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 but they're like, oh, he's a narcissist. It's like, of course he's a narcissist. He's an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been famous for 40 years. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, he dressed up as a pirate for <laughs> 35 million pounds. <laughs> yeah, you would think you're pretty great. Yeah, I would, definitely. And she's like a attractive lady who's a millionaire. Like, <clears throat> it'd be weird if they weren't. It's going to be, when the verdict comes out, it might already be out. By the time this episode comes out. Oh, it will be, yeah. We'll know. We will know. Spooky. Spooky. Should we go back? 1866 um yeah we should that's where we're going this episode you yeah. chose the year i did i don't know why and then did none of the research I so didn't. i have all <clears throat> the information thank you very much but you did it last week okay i did i feel like that's equal distribution yeah. of labor and next week you're setting up the cameras so that'll be good too. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be really fun to see you set up three cameras <laughs> you just press play the thing is jody if red does it and it takes up five minutes and then he hits record. You're it's fired. a risky game for you. It's a risky game, Jody. 
What if he do- what if he does it? What, what if Red's a technical genius? It's like we're filming Lord of the Rings every week here with Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jody. Yeah, well, it will save me a lot of time then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save all of us a lot of time. Who knew? Well, we could cut your hand off and have it on a stick and just press, <laughs> press the cord. Cut your hand off and have it on a stick, and then you wouldn't have to come in. Where did you think of that as an image? I was just looking at his hand. <laughs> yeah, I have nice hands. Yeah. And he's going. You can stay at home, and Doom, thanks, Jody. Um, <laughs> you won't have a hand, but you won't have to come in. But I, I appreciate it, you, Jody. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah, I can tell. Sorry, I'm not drinking the cider. Oh, got, yeah, I got yeah. Jody a cider. He's not drinking it. And he's not coming to Norwich with us, but fair enough. Okay, 1866. So, uh thing about 1866 is, you know, mm. it's like the middle of the 19th century. That's what everyone says about it. A lot of the fun stuff. I just realized you were insulting me. <laughs> no, it's just... I was getting into it. I was, I was starting point. That's what everyone says about it. Just dig at me right away. No, I'm sorry. Just dig at me. I'm sorry for the. I think you're still upset because last week you got called out when you said uh, something about a study. Well, what did yeah, you say? There's studies on it. Yeah, you said there's some studies, and then and, it was, and then Tim was like, some yeah. some studies. Yes, yes, he, it was. He... So I think you're coming from a defensive position because of that. No, I was. Okay, well, what I was going to say was. Uh, it's like a lot was going on. Mm-hmm. That is what people say. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll just get right into it. In 1866, the SS Great Eastern successfully completed laying the transatlantic telegraph cable between Valentia Island in Ireland and Hart's Content in Newfoundland, Canada, mm-hmm. permanently restoring a communications link. So I don't get what you mean. So it was like they they laid a wire from Ireland to Canada. That's mental under under the sea in the nineteenth century. That's crazy. That would then allow people to telegram between between there. That is mental. And also, do you know how annoying it would be if you had moved to Canada to get away to get away from your family? Some people move to other continents for a reason. Mm-hmm. They want a fresh start. They don't want to talk to their family all the time. Maybe once a year via letter, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe they're kind of happy with COVID restrictions yeah, because yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. can't fly back to Canada. <laughs> Maybe they're really liking it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then some cunt comes along and he's like, well, now we've built this telegram wire and they can sell new telegrams every week. Fuck, yeah, that's... And so how did they lay it? Where, what, like... Uh... Under the sea, is that? Am I being stupid? Yeah, it's a wire that goes under That's the sea. That's mental. I don't know how. I have an alarm set for eleven fifty a.m. and there's people who have done this. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever feel like you've contributed nothing in the nineteenth century, the yes. middle of the nineteenth century? They lay a wire. That's fucking that mental. goes like two thousand miles. I don't know how they make this wire. Yeah, and what say? I guess on the ships, they just have spools and spools of wire. And it's just someone's job to... But how do you... Like, the, the middle of the Atlantic could be thousands of feet deep. But that doesn't matter. It can go to the bottom. It doesn't really mm. matter if it's at the bottom. It's... Uh, because you think of how the bottom of the ocean works and then goes slowly up. Okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. God. It will sink itself. It'll but they didn't fall. even have a snorkel back then, probably. No, I don't. I they I think they did have snorkels, <laughs> but they, the 
They don't need to go all the way to the bottom. They'll just fall mm-hmm. to the bottom. That's how gravity works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gravity. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they just drop it in. Yeah. It'd still be boring as fuck, and it would take years. That's meant because on one episode, we talked about like, the hot dog trail that lasted 100 miles. It's like, why are you doing It's a waste of food, and people have done so much cooler than this. Yeah. Like, this is pointless. Ireland to Canada. Yeah, that's uh, seriously impressive. It's um, um, I've met people who work in that. You know that job where you go in the gold suit, metal gold metal suit, and they drop you to. Yeah, there's people who um, it takes like seven days to get to the bottom of the ocean because they have to go slowly because of the water pressure. Um, and so it takes, but you're just sat there for seven days. Oh, here. I we hope go. they get podcasts. This is horrible. So in 1865, they tried to do it. Right, there was a second cable that was put down. So this was actually the third cable. Was that for Wi-Fi? Yeah. So <laughs> the SS Great Eastern starts laying it. More than halfway across, the cable broke, and Fuck. after many rescue attempts, was abandoned. Yeah, and they just had to start again. Of course, that's horrendous. Yeah, you know, fucking. You'd be like, no. It took like that was yeah. the year of their life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. It, Okay, we'll just start again. And then the third time worked. And then they were sending telegrams. Do you wonder if anyone got eaten by a shark whilst they were laying the cable? Oh, I don't I don't know. They could have been. That's a that's a bit that's a very specific wonder. Yeah. Not even really searchable. No, no. Well you can you just Google was someone eaten by a shark whilst laying a cable in eighteen sixty six. It's there's an answer for everything. I Google stuff all the time, and I always wonder who answers this. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you're like, why is my feet look like this? And someone's gone and written a thing. Like, it's just a sort of, oh, I'm going to give back to the world by sort of explaining weird stuff. Yeah. Everything is Googleable. Everything is Googleable. Mm. But then you ever Google something, and it's like, no one's asked that before, and you feel like the stupidest man alive. And the police turn up. <laughs> Yeah, because you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can Google, like, does Marmite go with spaghetti? And someone will have written, no, it doesn't. I tried this. You know, it's, yeah. it's everything. There's everything on the internet. It's bad to be stupid now, isn't it? Before, you'd have to cycle, like, 12 miles to a library. I don't know. Like, Well, you could also just talk shit. No one could call you out on it, I suppose. But these these telegram cables, right? Once they got yeah. up and going, then they just lay, laid lots of them, mm-hmm. like a new one in 1873, 1874, 1880, 1894. And by the end of the 19th century, the British, French, and German, and American-owned cables linked Europe and North America in like this sophisticated web of telegraphic communication. And you could just send telegrams everywhere. Yeah, that's... I didn't know it was that, yeah, early on. But So you just type out something and go, hey. You go... Amazing. That's pretty good, like Telegram now. Yeah, what would... Yeah, it... Like WhatsApp. It was was like WhatsApp, but you'd have to go... Mm. You'd have to go to, like, an office to send your WhatsApp. Probably better that way, so you can't just at 4 a.m. receive mental WhatsApps from people. Someone's just sounding off. It's funny when I've got people who message me, and then I wake up, and there'll be 10 messages all deleted. 
And it'll be like three in the morning. You're like, what, what was said there? <laughs> I love. Probably better. I, I don't love know. whenever I see someone has sent a message, then mm. deleted it. You mm. know, they had like a real like tough time mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. fifteen seconds between that message being sent, yeah, and deleted. Yeah, they went, "Oh, is that right? I don't know. No, I got stick up. Oh God, I've offended them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always funny when you see a tweet. And then you go to see it again, and it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, that was the right idea. But now with Twitter, mm. if you click on it, like whenever there's like a really tasty tweet from mm. a politician, you know, mm. they'll delete it right away. But you click on it, it'll still show you the tweet and say this tweet has been deleted. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you're like, well, it hasn't because you're showing it to me. What does deleted mean then? Everything just has to stay now. It's bad. I feel sorry for kids. They sort of everything is going to be forever. It's like carving out something on a stone. Like it's never gone. I um, I was. My phone died, and I had like three hours without a phone, like a couple weeks ago, and I felt a sense of calm I haven't felt. In really? Years. Yeah, I get a bit weird with that. It's terrible. These things are horrible. I got on the plane and I downloaded some podcasts on Spotify, and my Spotify just wouldn't load on the plane for some reason. Um, and I would nearly burst into tears. Which is so pathetic. That does sound more like a you issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's me. But no, it's just like, oh god, I'm not going to be able to listen to you know. And I put podcasts on all the time, even ones I don't like. There's probably someone to listen to this now, and they don't even like it. It's just I'm annoying. fine with that. It's just like an annoying background yeah, yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, oh, it just makes me feel better because I listen to podcasts sometimes where the guy's a bad interview, and I'm really annoyed by the way he interviews when they interrupt and stuff. Mm, but the I, worst is when someone's okay. about to say something juicy, and the person interrupts. You know, like, what are you what are you doing? I'm okay with being that that mm. podcast for people. Yeah, yeah. Have us on while you're in the bath, or you're doing the washing up, whatever. You don't have to love us. But but you should. Yeah. You should sign up for the Patreon as well. Um, Patreon.com slash the year is pod. My mate Harry is actually going to Canada on island off Canada. It's called the most dangerous island in the world. I saw the trailer for the show. He's producing a TV show. And uh, they go, this island is only accessible by boat or plane. And you're like, yeah. Like England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's such a weird thing to say. That's so it's, funny. Um, but they're trying to... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why it's an island. <laughs> yeah, it's just like mental. Jet ski. Um, they're trying to... Um... <laughs> this island is accessible by road. It is, in fact, a peninsula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they're trying to heat a whole town, or like electricity, off this volcano. Yeah, so that could be the new uh, breakthrough in science. I mean, I, I there would have it went went wrong a couple times though, you know. First, oh, of course, they're like, okay, we're just gonna live near the volcano. Okay, we lost a couple people because mm-hmm. the volcano ate them, so mm-hmm. we're gonna move away now. Yeah, and try to harvest. Well, things. I don't think anyone actually lives on this island. It's like got fifty mile per hour winds and stuff. It looks shit. I don't mind that. Really? Yeah, whatever. You know, we just sit inside. Yeah, we're mental. Just in a bunker, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the volcano to blow. Mm. Telegrams, yeah. I think uh, it would be. I want to. I wish we could all just get back to like writing a letter mm. once a month. I haven't written a letter who I don't years. live near. Yeah. How are you? The boys are doing well. We had our first crop of the season. Da-da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, because you think of how you call someone, you talk to them on the mm. phone for like forty minutes. It's so hard for it to mean anything. Yeah. 
Whereas if instead you wrote them a one-page letter, mm -hmm. all you would need to do is write down a few sentences with kind of a lot of kindness and empathy mm -hmm, in those mm -hmm. sentences. And they keep the letter. And they would read that and it would mean so much. Yeah. As opposed to speaking to them on the phone and just saying like, I hope you're doing well. And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, great. You know, what does that mean? Well, your only friends would be close friends because you wouldn't, you know, back in the day when you'd say, um, you know, get a horse for two days to go see a mate, you wouldn't have any acquaintances. You know what I mean? It was just, be, it, you'd be all in. Yeah. Seems better. Simpler. Mm -hmm. I like that black and white. Like, I know you and you're my friend or you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you ride two days to see me? I feel like now it's a world of acquaintances. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just in WhatsApp groups with someone you barely know. And it's just so easy. Now people do voice notes. They can't even be bothered to type the words. Maybe that'd be great. I'm just going to get a thing where people can only telegram me. Yeah. Because like records have came back, right? Like vinyl. Yeah. Do you think Telegram could well, make we'd it? send notes. You just send a letter to people. Like everyone gets their own Telegram machine. Yeah, can... yeah, 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 yeah. I like the old typewriters. Yeah. Because it always... Do you think you'll become one of those losers that writes on a typewriter? No. I just write on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> write a, it's just funny mm. to sit and write a joke on your phone about how your phone is fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. The phone's like, I don't care as long as you're putting something in me. Yeah, yeah. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. What what else was on the uh, 1866? Well, you're going to like this. Okay. So, Paraguay successfully defends... Paraguay? It's a country. Paraguay. Paraguay. Is that what you say in Canada? I pa don't know. Paraguay. You say Paraguay. What do you say, Jody? Yeah, Paraguay. I, I've completely forgotten that. I'm so confused by what you guys are saying. Paraguay. Yeah. Okay, Paraguay. <laughs> Paraguay. The dancer, Paraguay. Successfully depends Kurupeti mm. against the Triple Alliance in the Paraguayan War, killing more than 5,000 people with 50 casualties. That's a good uh, output, isn't it? I mean, it's... In, it was a massacre, but I'm impressed. Who were the 5,000? Were they children? So I'm going to read <laughs> the story of the battle okay. because it's an impressive. So. A little bit of uh, kind of. Backstory, mm -hmm. it was a key battle in the Paragon War, right? Mm -hmm. So. On the morning of September 22nd, 1866, the joint forces of Brazilian. Argentinian and Araguayan armies attacked the Paraguayan fortified trenches on Kurupeti. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, that's where we're at. So, all these countries are fighting, attacking Paraguay. Mm -hmm. Paraguay. <laughs> it sounds like a prostitute. <laughs> it just as I'm a prostitute. <laughs> no, it sounds like a, a new um, wife, male order wife. My wife, Paraguay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Some sixty-year-old man from Ipswich. Just how I say the comes country. back from <laughs> with Paraguay. So the tw the twenty-second of September attack started mm -hmm. with a bombardment by Admiral Joaquin. Okay. His fleet, right at seven a.m., which lasted until noon, but with little effect. So these ships from the th you know from Argentina, Brazil. 
and Uruguay are just bombarding the fuck out of the Paraguayan forces, like bombing them, And they're right? all countries in South America, yeah? This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> so they're bombarding the fuck out of Paraguay, mm. and they think it's going great. Okay. They really think they're killing it, you know? Mm. Um, despite firing 5,000 bombs and shells, only one Paraguayan gun was damaged. <laughs> that is, that's not So good. I don't know how that happened, but yeah. they, <clears throat> they thought we've decimated them, right? We, mm-hmm. have the, we have the numbers. We've done it. Mm-hmm. So then they start a land attack, thinking... Oh, that's brilliant. It's going to be great. So, um, and then it gets worse. So, uh, Bartolomeu, uh, Mitre warned that the Imperial fleet had finished his cannonade and assuming that the Paraguayan positions were to be destroyed, he ordered the advance. So he thought, Paraguay, they're fucking done. Let's get in there, Mm -hmm. right? The right wing was composed of two columns of Argentinians. Mm. The left wing was composed of two columns of Brazilians. And the center, in the center were Brazilians. Okay. So, General Jordeo, he was to attack the defenses with 20,000 Brazilians. And then they're going to take some cavalry in. And it was, you know, they thought this is going to go great. And then... uh, (laughs) Diaz uh, ordered the artillery to fire at them and uh yeah it didn't work out <laughs> so uh, so uh they you still smashed. they still had their artillery mm. artillery you know yeah and then they killed 5000 people <laughs> that's, yeah it's got to really suck when you're in the you well, know, you think you've done it and then you get there and you you smashed yeah and that's what happened and then there was a cholera mm. epidemic that can't be good no either. that's not good at all you know you just watch all your friends die then you get cholera mm. Yeah. What, what's the symptoms of that? I don't know. The thing is, I don't even know what cholera is, so that'd be annoying to have a disease. I don't even know what it is. Well, isn't it water? Like, it's a water disease, isn't it? You get from bad water, Jody? I think so, yeah, because there was the kind of bad cholera kind of outbreak that was in London, wasn't there? And We've then had they, it here. I think so. And there's really? that what, then that was tracked down to a pump by the Jon Snow mm. pub in Soho. I think that's what that was. I was there yesterday. Was. Yeah, how are you feeling? Was. I'm all right. A bit weird. Um, fucking hell. Yeah, they had the Spanish flu after the First World War as well, didn't they? What? Who? Um, all over Europe. <laughs> Wait, you didn't even know what you were saying. Well, no, just, everyone died, didn't they? After World War One, you got get back and you go, oh, I survived a bullet, and then you get... Oh, you know, I see what you mean, in terms of uh, diseases hmm. after war. Yeah. yeah, and it was American disease, and they just called it the Spanish flu. <laughs> I don't know if it was an American They don't know That's where it came That's why I heard, from. anyway. It wasn't an American disease. Jody, can you do some good? What, do you listen to Chinese propaganda? No, I think it was it was it first found in America, and they called it the Spanish flu, just to, to it was sort of a, deflect the they blame. They think, in retrospect, it was like the common cold mm-hmm. we are now is a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, is coronavirus over now? How do you feel about it? It's over for me. Uh, I have moved mm-hmm. on. I've moved on. The head of the WHO the other day was like. Oh, the pandemic's not over, by the way. And you're like, shut the fuck up. When you, this, have you ever said any good news before? Ever? Well, he's like a health mm. organization. Mm. He's not going to say like, hey, yeah, sure. Mm. Mm. You mm. all look great and you're going to live along. His job is to give bad news. But they didn't even, they were like, 
it's not transmittable from human to human. That's what they said in January the 15th. Okay, well, they made some mistakes, They are very bad at their job. Well, I don't know. I've never ran a World Health Organization, have you? It's probably hard. Well, yeah, they're clearly hard. But coronavirus obviously can be transmitted. And how would it spread if it couldn't? I don't know, Red. We'd all have to fuck the bat. Yeah. Yeah, Red. (laughs) People are going to listen to this and be like, when was this recorded? In 2020? Was this recorded in April of 2020? No, no. It's it's two years later and we're talking about fucking bats. Red Red still wants to know. Anyway, last week we talked about last week we talked about HIV and Red said, "Who fucked the monkey?" Oh, I did, didn't I? This week, Red, I saw a tweet. Someone going, "Remember all the hack jokes about fucking a monkey?" And I was like, "Oh, whoops!" (laughs) Did they say that about you? No, it wasn't about me. It was just about shit comedians in general. And I went, "I just talked about it on the podcast." No, I didn't. I more said that when I was younger, I was told, I was led to believe that that's how it happened. I I understand. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying. Last week you talked about, okay, so HIV, mm-hmm. fucking monkey. This week you're talking about fucking a bat. Mm-hmm. What is there any other diseases that you think come from animals? And if so, what are they? And uh, The plague? The, the bubonic plague. Yeah. Who the, fucked what for the bubonic plague? The to man start? put a rat in his bum. <laughs> you think that's, how, that's how it happened? Plagues? Yeah. No, that, that, was, that was from rats. Well, fleas. And rats. Well, the fleas on the backs of rats. Yeah, and the rats ran everywhere with it. Mm-hmm. They were the spreaders of the bad news. Um, rats, I met someone the other day who had a pet rat. It's disgusting. Yeah, would you ever have one? No, I hate rats. They're my least favorite animal. Have you ever howled like a domesticated rat? No, never. I wouldn't go near one. I absolutely despise them. I think they're gross. What about mice? Don't like them either, but can deal with it. When we were in Devon, there was a mice invasion. And they were just everywhere. Yeah. And it's just gross. You see them like running along the counter and stuff, just everywhere. They're little field mice. So they're quite, you know, they've got big ears and they're a lot sweeter than the, the urban rats we get <laughs> around here. That weirdly, your house used to be a, a rat colony. That's not true. There well, was a couple of rats. We got rid of them. Yeah. You had to come stay at mine because you were kicked out of your house by rats. That may have happened, yes. <laughs> but they're not here anymore. No. I wonder if Sonny, your dog, would be able to eat a rat, like kill it. I don't know what Sonny would do with a rat. Mm. But the, the other He'd day was, at me. The other day I was walking him, and then we just came face to face with a fox. Oh, really? What did he do? He didn't notice. That's Yeah, that's not great. I was like, Sonny. Mm, mm. Like, he always barks at like other dogs, but it's like, mm. oh, this is what you should be barking yeah. at. This guy. He's the sort yeah, of dog that like lick a burglar. You know? Yeah, he, he would. <laughs> the bur- he'd bark at the burglar, but the burglar would pet him and then he'd lick him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not exactly a protect. Uh, what's it called? Guard dog, yeah. <laughs> a, a protect, protect dog. dog. <laughs> not exactly protect dog. Spanish flu, a misnomer that started in Spain originally. Earliest documented case was in Kansas. Thank you. Earliest documented case of Spanish flu. We've heard it from Jody. From my brain to Jody's hands onto the Google, I was right. It started in Kansas. I think it came from China. Yeah, it could have come from China. God knows. Oh, did you see? Oh, it's terrible. Obviously, horrible shooting in America. Um, 
But the this lady on Twitter today was like, we didn't ban planes after 9-11. Oh, yeah, lower. It's so bad. Like, well, that's like the dumbest. You just, it's like, yeah, they stop people being able to bring knives on planes. Yes. Like, no one's ever used a gun for anything but shooting people. Even knives have uses outside of violence. Yeah, it's, uh, it does seem obvious. What the problem is. Well, to us. Yeah. But they... We want our freedom. They want their freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have a gun? It depends on the context. In America, if you just lived in Colorado or something. Does everyone else have a gun? Yeah. You don't want to look like an idiot. Maybe? Mm. I probably just wouldn't live there. No, I wouldn't send my kids to school in America. It'd be too weird. Every weird-looking white guy, you just go, oh, no, no, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's weird because it's like they're so... Like, our psychopaths, like, I think in the UK, the psychopaths just kill, like, one person. Mm-hmm. And then everyone notices, like, oh, that guy's insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, they take... Because it's really hard. I would say nearly impossible to be a serial killer now. We've had a few, but not for a while. Also, crime's so hard now because everyone's, you know, just everything is filmed. Yes. I imagine trying to be a mob boss now. You can't do anything. Impossible. This kind of, like, the kind of personality. Because in the 90s, there was this, like, brief period of time after Columbine. Where people are like, oh, they were bullied. It was hard mm, for them. Mm, mm, and it's mm. like, no, they were psychopaths. Yes. It's lots of people are bullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like, come on. Everyone's been bullied. It's not about being bullied. It is they are, they were born different. Yeah, Their yeah, brain yeah. chemistry is not the same as ours. Yeah. And they're like, just finding the most horrific thing they can do. Good, good. Did you see the NRA uh, didn't have guns at their meeting? So funny. Because they're worried about being shot. It's so fucking funny. mental. And the Ted Cruz interview is like, stop trying to make this political. It's like, it is political. It's literally a law. Yeah, politics. Yeah, it's, it's a law. It's political. And he's like, you've got your agenda. It's like, America's still the freest, safest place to be. It's like, yeah, not if you're a six-year-old in school. <laughs> you fucking lunatic. It's not. They just won't have it, will they? It's like not, nothing. It could happen every day, and they're just like, no. They won't. No, they're obsessed. Because mm. I just, yeah, you, you see police with guns here, and it's quite it's fucking intimidating, isn't it, when you see a machine gun? Mm. Probably more so if it was being shot at you. Yes. But the fact that anyone could just have one in the house. Like, you go to someone's house, and they've got like a room full of machine guns. It would make you be nicer to everybody. You probably would be nicer. But also, it's like... In the short term. How much do you want to keep your laptop? You know, because it's, it's like, oh, we might get robbed. And it's like, yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't be willing to shoot a 14-year-old drug addict. I'd let them have the telly. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Once someone's in my home, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, asking their age. No, but what would you just shoot? I'm not saying I would just shoot. Mm. I don't want a gun. I don't want to live anywhere. Where but you left your guns. house when there were rats here. So I think you'd give the burglar your home. <laughs> you got me. Here's it's the keys. Not... <laughs> but you can't fight the rats. No. Rats are 
the thing about a rat is they won't square up to you one on one. They wait till you're asleep and then they bite your face. Yeah. That's so that's what's terrifying. Rosie's friend uh, woke up and there's a rat on her face when she was asleep and it just scuttled off. It's like that would ruin my life. Yeah, I, I don't think I could ever no, sleep again. No, it's absolutely horrific. Are you ready for the next yeah. mind-blowing fact? Okay. In 1866, mm-hmm. Alfred Nobel invents dynamite in Germany. And is he Nobel is in the Nobel Peace Prize? What do you think? Possibly. I, it'd be funny if I, I just thought you were going to say Alfred Nobel invented the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> He invents dynamite. That's such a weird, because you go, what if I could just, was explode even a word before dynamite? Well, I suppose volcanoes exploding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 It's a sex term. (laughs) So he invented dynamite and also invented the word explode on the same day. We need a word for this. Explode. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's pretty cool, cool invention. What was it? It's like the guy who invented the atom bomb. It's like, I am the god of the universe. You know, that mental person. What's he called? You know, Oppenheimer. Like, Oppenheimer, yeah. I oh, know. I am Shiva, the destroyer of nations. So no. It's that great speech. Yeah, but it's just like, I thanks, mate. Now, now we have Putin because you, you, you fucking piece of shit. Well, the war. He did end the war. It's funny that the it's West are the only people who've dropped an atom bomb ever. And we're just terrified <laughs> that people are going to be as bad to. as we were. Do you hear about the guy who dropped uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki? One of them committed suicide and the other one became a priest. Rough day at the office. <laughs> the priest. One of them became a priest. Yeah, and the other one hung himself. <sighs> yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like, mm, that on your CV, trying to get a job at Morrison's. <laughs> Where did you work before? I uh, dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. <laughs> Couldn't be a TikToker after that, can you? Kind of cancelled. <laughs> maybe you could. Yeah, maybe. Just about how to live with. Tough stuff. <laughs> it's just a self-help book. <laughs> don't let work. I, I see it's a nine to five. The minute I clock off, I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, go on then. So what? Do, how did you do it? Or do, do we not know? I, I know not to ask questions on this pod. <laughs> Our research is limited. Nothing's no. a fucking shambles. <laughs> no, so... So pretty much uh, nitroglycerin already existed which yeah. was very explosive but he found that if he put it into like uh an absorbent substance yeah then it became safer and more convenient to handle and then he called that dynamite so we pretty much took something that was took super something explosive that was made. made it a bit and then made it easier to use because nitroglycerin if you fuck you didn't know what it was gonna do so it's kind of like making facebook after you know making instagram after facebook you know yeah. what I mean? yeah slight move yeah yeah slight move but uh but so he invented it, and then, you know, he made a ton of money. And mostly dynamite wasn't for war, used for war at the time. It was mostly, Gold. well, construction yeah. and, like, you know, building a road and a mount, like... Did you ever used to use French bangers as a child? You know, the sticks of dynamite? I don't have anyone else calls them French bangers. I just, I bought them in France. But they used to have those big ones, they're called Bison Fives. They were, like, this size. And I bought some in France, and me and my brothers went to a campsite um, with my mum and dad and my sister. And uh, me and my brother let one off the minute we got there. And this campsite owner just came over and was like, leave. Like, we literally just got Really? Yeah, because so, we didn't know it was going to be that loud. It was like, shh. And then it just went, boom. And they just kicked you off? Yeah, kicked you off straight away. Why? 
Because it's like, it's not great if the first thing you do when you arrive at camp... they kick your camp- parents off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, you guys have to go. And if the first thing you do when you arrive at a campsite is let off a French bang, and it's, it's kind of like, this isn't going to... What did your parents say? Just like, oh, you know, that was fucking stupid. <clears throat> we didn't know it was going to be that loud, because you have the little ones, but we got the Bison 5, which is the big boy. <laughs> How old were you? Seven, eight. I loved them. It, it just makes... seems rude to kick... Children. Also, you can only buy them in France. I used to buy stink bombs from there, these glass ones. Stink bombs? Yeah, I did do a thing. Um, I'm not sure if I told them on the podcast before. I used to have a packed lunch. Um, and so uh, one day at the school canteen, they opened the door, and there's this bolt that goes in. I lifted the bolt and put a stink bomb there. So when the din lady pushed the door open, it was a glass thing. It just knocked the top off. They had to close the canteen. Did they know it was you? No. I was a, a mastermind criminal. Did they figure out it was a stink bomb? Yeah, obviously. Everyone knows exactly. Well, they might have just thought it was <clears> stink. <throat> no, because they stink so much. People vomit. <laughs> Actually vomit. It's disgusting. So the reason the Nobel Peace Prize exists, the Nobel Prizes, there's more than just the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm. That's the one that Obama got for um, droning people um, into peace, you know? Yeah. He did, Obama did enough drone strikes that they nominated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's been some dodgy winners. Who else won it? Um, well, Gre- Greta. <laughs> yeah, Greta. No, she's been nominated a bunch, hasn't won. Like DiCaprio. She should, yeah. won now. She's just got to crawl through the snow. Yeah. She kind of is like DiCaprio from um, The Revenant, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Her life is just miserable. Um, <clears throat> who else won who's now bad? There's some, some bad ones, haven't there? The lady, what's she called? I always say her name wrong. Myanmar Massacre. Oh, yeah. Aung <clears throat> Sung Suu Kyi. Yeah. Love her. We've talked about her before. But yeah. I lo- Aung Sung Suu Kyi is mm. a great time. She's a, she's a proof that no matter how old you are, follow your dreams. You can change career, you know? <clears throat> yeah, they're putting her back in jail now forever. Fuck. So the regime let her out, let her be in charge, let her do some horrible shit. And then when people kind of stopped caring as much, they just threw her back in jail That's... for the rest of okay. her old life. <clears throat> Yeah, there's, but there's, who's, there's some dodgy ones that you're like, they still want it, and you're like, maybe you should stop. Yeah, but the reason, so he had, he had made up like, he, like countless millions, you know, like mm. a rich, rich man. And in 1888, uh, his brother uh, Ludwig died, mm-hmm. right? But then they wrote, when they wrote the obituaries, they got confused and thought Alfred Nobel died. Mm-hmm. So then he was reading all these shitty obituaries That's of himself. That's so funny. What's weird is that he, his, the Peace Prize is named after a man who invented dynamite. Well, that's, that's the whole point. It's yeah. not named after. He started it. Okay. So, so when they're writing these obituaries, they said, like, so one of them said, uh, the merchant of death is dead. And another one said, Dr. Alfred Nobel, who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than ever before, died yesterday. That seems fair. So he read the obituary and was appalled at the idea he'd be remembered this way. So he didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's such good. He deserved that to know how he'd be remembered. You know, his decision then was to posthumously donate the majority of his wealth to found the Nobel Prize. Oh, okay. Credited with him wanting to leave a better legacy behind. So then he took. He took thirty-one million Swedish kroner, which converts to like one point six million pounds at the time <clears throat> yeah and obviously oh that'd be a billion now probably <laughs> just yeah it is mm. yeah throws it into an investment fund and says hey use this money to give out scientific uh 
prizes, prizes for litter. You know, just maybe we should do that to people now. Pretend they're dead and write. If you instead of interventions, you just get everyone who knows the person to write what they'd write in their obituary and just make them read it. <laughs> so I wonder, like with Hitler, it's like. He never got. It's, it's such a shame that he never got to know what a piece of shit everyone would think he was. Yeah, I wonder when he died, did he know? Like, oh, I'm... I don't think. No, I don't think his <clears throat> brain worked that way. No, I suppose not. So, yeah, and then, uh, then he was dead, so we never really got to see the Nobel Prize thing play mm. out. But that was his legacy. Nice. I might write an obituary for you. You podcaster who regularly called Red Fat too much on the podcast and probably should have stopped. <laughs> no, you haven't. This is the longest we've gone in six years. <laughs> you should win a prize. <laughs> I, you've called me a fox. I called you a mangy fox once. Twice. And that, twice. That was in response to probably twice. being called fat about 3,000 times twice. on the pod. Fat shamed. It's weird how the fat uh, body positivity movement hasn't reached men yet. Have you noticed that? It's like Lizzo. Everyone's like, she's such a bad bitch. She's slaying. And fat men just aren't allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like, kill King. You're killing it. Well, the thing is, you told me that people called you fat in Thailand, so it really did make it seem like a yeah. You but they're all so skinny. If I moved to America, I'd I'd be ripped. <laughs> they're so skinny that, but they don't have a thing being fat because it's like they're not gluttons, you know. I'm a product of the West. You're a product of the West. Yes. <laughs> what is the, the West has done this? Greed, indulgence, all of it. Yeah, it's all the West's fault. Yeah. I'm the opposite of the blue people in Avatar. <laughs> uh, so I think the, I think what you mean is you're the soldiers in Avatar. Yes, yes. Who are trying to kill the blue people and no, steal their resources. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy from Jurassic Park uh, in the yellow rain jacket who's trying to steal the DNA. Um, no, it's... Uh, and you don't want me to point that out. No, just um, like ten, ten times an episode. Maybe once. <laughs> Haven't even done it? Didn't you even do it this episode. Haven't done it today. Okay, give us give us another one then. Mm-hmm. Paraguay, Uruguay. Yeah, I was wondering how he's going to say Uruguay. Yeah, I thought it, it'd be funny if he said he Uruguay, said but Paraguay. Uruguay. And then artillery. <laughs> <laughs> Around the world with Bobby Mayer. Australia. Paraguay. <laughs> We're going to Paraguay. <laughs> Go on, sorry. In 1866, yep. the first daylight bank robbery in the United States history during peacetime mm. takes place in Liberty, Missouri. They uh, committed by Jesse James and his gang. I love Jesse James. Yeah. Cool life. Do you reckon when it was happening, someone turned to someone else and went, that's daylight robbery, that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But what you know, fair play to him. No one was expecting it. I I would have loved to have been an outlaw. It seems like a cool life. They always had a gang of mates. Well, the thing is, I think it would be. You need probably. I I feel like that the reason they're doing it would be some kind of innovation with like a weapon. Like that's not clear in the article, but before like a like an old school musket, you know. We just have a handgun. Yep. 
But what I'm saying is the reason I think you probably couldn't rob a bank before then was you just have a musket and you'd be like slowly loading it for like two minutes to then threaten people, you know? Mm, but why is that different in the day? It's not going to be faster at night. Okay, what? At night, mm. no one's at the bank. So they sort of. So when drill you rob in, a bank at night. Drill in, get the cash. Yes, and leave. Give me all your money. When you rob a bank in the daytime, mm-hmm. you need a weapon that you can hold a group of people hostage with that which wasn't available until we had you know a mm. handgun there's a yeah yeah so you go in mask on we'd be great we, they didn't have to do po- that's what men did instead of podcasts back then you just rob a bank do you know what i mean yeah you just run in there's a local sheriff he's getting shot if he turns up give me the money jody's the getaway driver Jump in with the with the bags of cash, and we go and go to our hideout. There's a good film about uh, Jesse James with Brad Pitt. Have you seen that? With uh, Casey Affleck, who's amazing in that film. The, the murder of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Is it called? It's a great movie. That's so good. There's a bit when he lists all the things they have in common, and he's like, "We have the same birthday. Your favorite color is blue. My favorite color is blue." I don't think he says any of that, but it's kind of along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward, Coward Robert Ford. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking great, that film. Brad Pitt's amazing in that film. And Casey Affleck is so good in that film. He's a brilliant actor, um, Casey Affleck. Few things spinning around about him, but, you know, I wish him well. <laughs> <laughs> amazing actor. I watched him in a... Manchester on Lee, or whatever it's called, <laughs> on sea. Manchester on sea, is it? Yeah. Man- Manchester by the sea, and it's the Fuck most depressing sake. film. It's in a the great world. film, though. He's brilliant. I hated that movie. Really? No, I like the idea of it. I was just not. I was in a sad mood, and then I tried to watch. Oh, it it's just so depressing. During like a lockdown, I think I cried. Um, he is so good. He's so much more talented than Ben, and Ben just gets such a raw deal out of it because he's such a punchline and so hated. Do you know what I mean? And all he's done is just tried to make us happy with his movies. <laughs> yeah, that back tattoo, though. Is that real, then? Yes. Because he had Jennifer Lopez was, like, <clears throat> trashing it in an interview before they got back together. It's real. I wonder if they're like, why did we split up? What, why the pressures we... of fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's too much, isn't it? That's probably all we'll split up. No. We can't handle it anymore. Well, people, talk about the, people do talk about the pressures of fame. No one ever talks about the pressures of no fame. Being invisible of, is horrible. The pressures horrible. of being invisible <laughs> and needing money. People slam doors in your face. You can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're drowning in debt. Your wife hates you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressures of fame is just like, everyone's looking at me all the time. Your kids look at the TV and go, I wish that was my dad when they see Dwayne the Rock Johnson or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. I know, I never get it. And they're like, yeah, it's so much pressure. It's like, you own an island. Go live there, you fucking idiot. Also, give it to me. I'll take it. I'd love to walk down the street. Well, you you know, got stopped the other day for the pod, listening to the pod. Guy guy was listening to the pod, said, I'm listening to you right now. I said, thank you very much. But then it was weird because I wanted to follow him and just spend the day with him. 
Because it's never happened to me before, so I didn't know how to act. And I would, I would be like, "Could you want to do a picture?" Like, you know, he's like, "No." You know. <laughs> <laughs> did you say that? I didn't. But I was, I was like, "What next?" I was so like, my eyes like lit up, and he just sort of got a bit creeped out. Red, like, that's so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you're the one, if you're the one who was listening, he's called Hamish. I'm Dean Street. He said his name was Hamish. So thank you for that, Hamish. You literally made my day, and then I went to Margate. Oh, and Red, fucking bombed. That's so. <laughs> Just be cool, Red. Well, you got um, recognized by a homeless person um, who said she loves your work. Yeah, yeah, loved me on stand-up sketch show. And then a homeless guy said to me recently, he was like, you're on TV, aren't you? And I thought, I know he just means Jack Black, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, probably. I don't know. Probably. Or or all homeless people love the stand-up sketch show on ITV, too. That'd be great. At 11 o'clock on Monday nights. All right. Shall we do the very last one? Yeah, let's do the last one. Let's get pumped for this one. This is the dick of the year. So, the dick of the year in 1866 is not a person. It's a dick. (laughs) It's a famine. What, cholera? (laughs) No, cholera's not famine, sorry. Um, Famine is no (laughs) food. A famine, okay. (laughs) A famine. There was a, a famine in Finland. Yeah. You never think of the Finnish people as struggling. Well, you do don't you? think of cold places having famines, do you? Well, here's the problem. Why not just go kill a seal? So, parts of the country had had poor harvests in previous years. Wait, sorry. Parts of Finland, the frozen land, had poor harvests. They, they still harvesting? grow things. What? It's not. Have you Mini milk. Have you been to Finland? <laughs> no. It's not frozen 12 months a year. They still have crops. They still have a grow season. Okay, what do they grow? Or else nothing could live there, Red. How do you think they're eating if Ice they're there? Ice lollies. No. <laughs> they're growing No, things. I thought they'd be eating seals. No. Okay. They, they can they grow club food seals to from death. the ground. The children kill the seals as well. Red, are you think, you're thinking of like farther north, I think. M- maybe. I don't know. I've heard Finland's cold. Like the Arctic. I wouldn't go there without a jumper, that's for sure. Go on. <laughs> Even in the summer. <laughs> so, parts of the country have suffered poor harvest in previous years, specifically 1862. Now, the summer of 1866 was extremely rainy. Sounds good, right? Rainy. In the summer of 66. Yeah. And staple crops failed widely. Too much rain. That's the problem. Okay, Potatoes, root vegetables rotted in fields. Conditions for sowing grain in the autumn were very unfavorable. When stored food ran out, thousands took to the roads to beg. So they had no food. From who? David Attenborough. Other people (laughs) who just don't have any food. Fuck. Uh, The following winter was hard. Then spring was late. So the problem was too cold, too wet. Mm. Okay. Like. And then in Helsinki, the average temperature in May 1867 was plus 1.8 degrees Celsius and about 8 degrees Celsius below the long-time average. And by far the coldest May in meteorological record of Helsinki since observations began. So, it was fucking cold. Mm. Nothing was growing. And then... People started But starving. could they not just kill the animals, kill their dogs, eat the dogs, kill the seals? Yeah, but that's like a week. 
No, a seal. You may be a greedy there's pig. There's no seals seal. in Helsinki. I don't think you've been to Finland. No, there's a sea around it, and you go Red, and smash a Finnish seal. We have Finnish listeners. We're talking about the death of their great-grandparents. Well. We should be slightly respectful when talking about a famine that killed hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, I just don't know why they couldn't fish or anything. Maybe if only you were there <laughs> I would have, to guide them. I would have, I would have come back into the town with a seal on my back. Imagine, imagine <laughs> you're in a country and millions of people are starving and then you come in and you say, guys, have you thought of fishing? And they go, wait, what? <laughs> Why did no one tell us to fish? Yeah. No, they should have done. I've watched the programs and you and the, the shoot pro- a polar bear in the head. That would last weeks. The problem was the government of the Grand Duchy of Finland yeah. was very ill-equipped to handle this crisis. There was no money readily available to import food from like Central European markets. The government was slow to recognize the severity of the situation. Uh, this is funny. The finance minister, uh, Johan Wilhelm Snellman, <laughs> a great name, yeah. did not want to borrow... Uh, he didn't want to borrow money. But it's like, if there's ever a well, time so proud. to borrow yes. money. Well, so every country's in debt. You know, America's like 20 trillion in debt. You're like, you just do it, max it out. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's so funny to be like, we don't want to borrow anything, so we're going to let all our people I've never starve. heard of a famine in a cold country, ever. That's the first I've heard of it. Uh, you've never heard of a famine in Russia? Or Ireland. That's, that no, but travel. that's more political. That's not weather-based. That would be Stalin being a fucking dipshit. But I'm sure this is... The thing is... Ireland? Ireland, the well-known tropical island where they had the family. Yeah, but I'm talking, I'm talking like Finland's snow, Jody. I'm not talking about breeze. You're telling me you've never heard of people starving to death uh, in a completely inhospitable, env- <laughs> inhospitable environment where it's impossible to grow things. No, because they usually kill the animals and they fish. There's a lot of fish out there. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It so, looks like there are seals, sorry, in it, Finland. You know, all of Finland, though. But actually, we'll go to the shore then. With a thought, so, the Lake Saimaa, I think it's pronounced. Yeah. There's not pineapples in England. I had one this morning. Go to the shore with a rock, lure them in. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, Red. Yeah, but there's probably, you know, it's just like. I'm you not, think. I'm not that you're sympathetic smarter to this. than thousands of people who starved to death in 1866. 1800% smarter than all of them. How would you. You wouldn't. There, no, I just go, there's no food here. Where's the food? I get the mega bus down to the ocean. No mega bus. Okay. Well, I'd um, get a horse and ride there with the huskies and stuff and loads of provisions. No, someone's already eaten your dog, so you can't use huskies. Um, okay. Well, I'd just trek then. And then I'd uh, go to the sea. I'd pick up a stone. I'd smash a seal in the head with it, make a barbecue, and eat the seal. You heard it here first, folks. How to Survive a Famine with Red Richardson. If you're cold and you're hungry, sort yourself out. Follow Red around. Just do that. Well, the dick of the year. Well, I'd say the Finnish people might be the dicks of the year. That's no, Red. (laughs) That's an insane thing to say. 
You literally now maybe can't go to Finland. Does anyone listen to the podcast from Finland? Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? We, we really are, actually. And they're not any gigs in Finland anyway, so I don't really give a shit. I'm doing gigs in Finland in September. And oh, I'm... fuck. That's why you're towing the company line, isn't I'm it? I'm not towing the... <laughs> what, co... There's not... what company... You're a shill for the Finnish government. <laughs> Red, what company line is there when you're blaming people for them starving to death? I'm just saying there's options. I don't I'm think not, you don't have them. I'm not saying there's not options. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying I don't think you know what they are. <laughs> um, okay, well, that is the episode. We've got a great Patreon after this, so um, we've got some great stories from our listeners, so that's going to be great. So sign up if you haven't, because there's a, that's better than this, isn't it? It's a lot more fun. <laughs> I don't know about that, but they're It's all, unfiltered. It, you find out who killed JFK for real. I what happened that, no, in Diana's not... death the night. There's loads of big I think, secrets. I think that was quite unfiltered when you did you blamed the Finnish <laughs> people for their own starvation. I'm just a resourceful man. Uh... And, uh... <laughs> okay, well, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, and thank you to our super genius patrons, Matthew, Christopher, and the intense... Spencer. We Lovely really Spencer, the, we, the new Spencer. We really appreciate it, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much, Spencer and Matt and... Christopher. Christopher. You really got in there with thank you, Red. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.